Welcome to Young Everyday Black Woman, the podcast. I'm your host, Courtney. And many of you know that I graduated from, in my opinion, one of the best HBCUs in the country. I'm filled with so much Viking pride. I graduated from Elizabeth City State University in May of 2022, where I studied digital media, was an active member of National Council of Negro Women and Mass Media Club. I also did, or I was, a radio personality for all five of those years. Yeah, the most five years I was there for WRVS 89.9, where I had the opportunity to host Soul Cafe and Sunday Vibes. And I also hosted a hip hop show with my girl Brandy called The Juice. And that led to so many opportunities and fun times. And I miss those days for real, for real. So, hey, ECSU also let me down the oh-so-pretty road and joined the greatest sorority filled with the prettiest women, Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated, I did a lot, but it's not all about the accolades when you attended the HBCU. It's all about the memories, the friends, the mentors, the professors, the education, the highs and the lows, and so much more. So today's episode is all about the current state of HBCUs. Recently, Morgan State University and Bowie State University, both my home schools from my hometown, have been in the news due to shootings during their homecoming events and all of that. And... The news has been covering it, but, you know, due to those homecoming events, the way they have been covering it is kind of up and down, you feel me? So depending on what station you're tuned in, it will paint a different picture of HBCUs. It'll have you thinking HBCUs are wild and you will never want to send your child there or thinking, why do students go to these schools? And then on the other hand, you have some stations who have been like, bragging on HBCUs, letting people know exactly what they are and what they're about, and letting viewers know that HBCUs are the absolute future and our students matter. So I want to talk about it, of course, you know, that's what we do here on Young Everyday Black Woman, the podcast, and I feel like I haven't really done like a current events type of podcast episode in a minute, so y'all should enjoy this, and ain't gonna be no relationship talk for me today or anything like that, but yeah, so I want to talk about HBCUs and their impact and their impact on lives and the community and so much more. I'm proud to be an HBCU grad. So to join me on my show today, I have three amazing, okay, when I say amazing, they are top tier ECSU students. And I'm so excited to have them. I have Kristen, JV, and Noelle. So let's get into it. Kristen, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so my name is Kristen Bannerman. I'm a junior English major here and also a first-generation college student. And so I do a lot of things, but the two major things that I'm a part of is 1704 Media Productions. And so I serve as the chief editor for The Compass and then also a productions manager. And so with that, it kind of led to a lot of amazing opportunities, not kind of, for sure, Two amazing opportunities, such as like interviewing Grammy Award winning producers to going to the White House and even hosting a social impact campaign talking about Black land dispossession. So that's just a little bit of what I do here at ECSU. Love it. Well, JB, what about you? Uh, hello, everyone. I am Jared Bell, uh, more affectionately known as JB. Uh, so currently I serve as the 23rd Mr. Elizabeth City State University. So for those of you who are not privy to um, HBCU culture, HBCUs have kings and queens, and I serve as the king of my university. I also serve as the president of the Mass Media Club, so I'm responsible for overseeing all the projects that come out of Mass Media Club, managing its members and things of that nature. 
Uh, and I'm also a transfer student. So I transferred from a PWI through community college to an HBCU. So I, I feel like I have a very unique perspective on HBCUs because I've seen both sides of the coin. Love it. Love it. Love it. Listen, okay. I feel like JB just broke that down real good for the explanation of Mr. Um, ECSU and the Misters of HBCUs. But Noelle, tell us about yourself as well. Hello, everyone. I am Noelle Heron, a senior social work major here at Elizabeth City State University. I currently serve as the corresponding secretary in SGA, as well as the president for our National Honor Society, um, the Phi Alpha. It's a social work honor society for the Pi Psi chapter. Yes, I have had many um, different experiences within my HBCU, um, starting off my freshman year where I did not get out much, just kind of shy as I am a COVID grad, as well to now where I have um, served in many different roles throughout those four years. I love it. I love it. Let me tell y'all, like when I mean like they are like those students, they, they are just doing so much and so active on campus. I love that. I love, love, love that. But I want them to brag on themselves a little bit. Like I have seen them travel, doing this, doing that. Like, come on. Like JB, you talk about some of those opportunities that you've had being Mr. Elizabeth City State University and just being an HBCU student at ECSU. Talk a little bit about that. Oh, uh, yeah. So um, as Mr. Elizabeth City State University, I have tons of opportunities to serve as an ambassador for my school. Uh, so that means attending conferences on behalf of Elizabeth City State University. This summer, I had the opportunity to attend NASAP, which is the National Association of Student Affairs Professionals Conference. And that was a really that was a really great experience because you're able to fellowship with HBCUs from all over the United States. Um, is you're, you're able to communicate with, with other student leaders as well as their advisors. We have workshops that we do and, and classes. One thing we did, we uh, we have tribe work. So pretty much it was around groups of 30. And we had we pretty much just like got together and created a project based on a topic concerning HBCUs. And we had to be creative and, re and we really had to work together, being that we were all leaders. It was really it was really great to kind of work with different people who have led and then having to step back a little bit. Um, I also had the opportunity to attend the Kings and Queens conference in uh, in New Orleans, Louisiana, and that was a lot of fun. Uh, that's that's strictly royal court. That's strictly Kings and Queens and the kings and queens of each um classification which is like freshman sophomore junior senior so yeah i definitely get to travel a lot i get to fellowship with a lot of people and i get to see i get to see more i get to explore more of what of what i want to do in terms of careers after college and also just like fellowshipping with other with other schools that i may not get the chance to i love that i love that that's a dope experience i feel like being a part of royal court as a whole and Kristen, tell me, because listen, let me tell you, this girl, like she said, she went to the White House. She didn't know a lot. So highlight some of that. Tell us a little bit about it. Um, So I guess I can talk about something that I've done more recently. Mm -hmm. Um, So I had the opportunity to moderate for the Silver Dollar Road Social Impact Campaign. And so if you don't know what that is, it was a movie talking about Black land dispossession and how um, a Black family was actually incarcerated for eight years for wanting to keep their land. And so this partnership was with Amazon Studios and Desiree Co-Company. 
And so we just like talked about the topic and I had the opportunity to just practice my skills as a journalist and kind of expand in that area. No, oh, no, girl. I've seen like you had internships and different opportunities like that. So tell us a little bit about that because those are really cool opportunities. So for my internships, I did um, apply under the MES program, which is the Mentorship for Environmental Scholars. Um, and they partnered with the DOE, Department of Energy, to provide um, these scholars with internships around the country in these um, basically different fields of STEM. And like I said, I am a social work major. So I was a little kind of worried just because how does the Department of Energy match my major in STEM and wanting to counsel and just help people personally and like families. And I got the opportunity my first year, which was the summer of 2022, to go there. And I was placed in, um, it was Aiken, South Carolina, at the Savannah River sites. Um, and what they had me doing was basically working under EAP, which is Employment Assistance Program. And that fell right into my field. And so I am a big believer in the Lord. And I was just like, this is basically trusting in him. This mm -hmm. was a perfect opportunity for me to be able to go out, um, see more of STEM, see more of counseling, more than just in private practice and sitting in a counselor's office. It's a, provide scientists, provide those who basically are working year round to provide us with new science and how they can help their mental health. So I love it. And it's crazy like how different opportunities like end up aligning so much like with what we want to do or open our minds up to stuff we want to do. Like so that's really, really cool. I, I love that. That's so different. Like I wouldn't even think of that in social work, but that's pretty cool. I love it. So I want to hop back over to Kristen. Now, you say you're a first-generation college student. I am as well. Well, first-generation college graduate now. Um, and that's a big deal. Like, that that really is. And it's a lot of weight that comes with it at times. And it's a lot of proud moments that come with it. It's a lot. It's a lot. But a lot of positivity. Um, and just college in general is a different experience. Like, for me, this wasn't a lot of that just growing up. Like, you know, you know, you have a lot of people like, oh, I went to this college growing up and I was always there and stuff like that and I always knew like for you what made you choose an HBCU like did you know you wanted to attend an HBCU how did it come about so actually I had the blessing to receive a full ride scholarship to the university yes. and so that was my start of my academic career because quite frankly like when I was growing up my mom always made me my sister my sister and I know because I have a twin that hey like I can't afford for y'all to go for y'all to both to go to school so my senior year it was a lot of praying and fasting and just praying that I can have the opportunity to just chase my dreams to get an education but I think what made me actually want to choose an HBCU is just me growing up watching a lot of black film mm -hmm. specifically like a different world <laughs> and I think that's kind of crazy because like our homecoming was centered around that show but I grew grew up like really loving it and it was just like I see myself being represented in this show and then I guess that's kind of what made me want to choose that environment just being around people that look like me that talk the same language as me and then also knowing that 
I have that community of support. I knew that I would get that coming here. I love that. And I feel like ECSU really is that it's a lot of love and it's a lot of family and just being like, for me, like newly introduced to like, not an HBC, not HBCU culture. Like you said, it's a lot of watching it on TV and that's a part of like, why I chose the HBCU. Just like, I just knew that's what I wanted as well. Like I applied only to HBCUs. Like I knew that's what I wanted, but I feel like you go to one and it's like so much love is so much of the culture and you just find a lot of like-minded people. I don't know why, like when it comes down to that question, like why it's like, I always think, do y'all know like the scene in this Christmas and um, oh my gosh, I cannot think of the actor's name, but it was Lauren London's boyfriend. And he, they're like, why did you go to Morehouse? And he gives them like the breakdown of why he went to Morehouse. Mm -hmm. That part, like it's, it's that part for me. So you know, I love that. And I love that you chose ECSU. And that's so cool that you got a full ride. That is amazing. Yeah, it's a blessing. That is a true blessing. Oh my gosh. I love it. So JV, you being Mr. ECSU, we got to talk about this one. So to you, what does it mean to be a Viking? I feel like you have to have a lot of Viking pride to be Mr. But like, what does that really feel like to be a Viking and to call ECSU home? Um, so being that I was a transfer, I had to learn what being a Viking was very, very quickly. Um, and, and in the middle of doing that, I kind of found myself doing a lot of different things concerning the university. Um, so first I was a student athlete. Um, so I was like literally in the field, like going to war for the university on the football field, but it was great. Uh, so to me being a Viking, like just really means like just being tough. Um, I feel like I feel like ECU is a very ECSU is a very underrated school and we get overlooked a lot. Um, so but like there are really great things that happen at ECSU. Um, being that we have the only aviation school four year aviation degree in the, in the state of North Carolina, it's, it's, it's kind of funny because we, we always talk about like Vikings elevate. But like that, that's really true. Um, Every everybody from the everybody from the chancellor to the to the vice chancellors to the student leaders to the to the sports teams like everybody everybody is like really really hungry everybody's really really talented and there's just like we're we're really a family um, mm-hmm. just coming in I, I didn't I never I never felt like I never felt like an outsider even as a transfer like I came right in and I just fit right in. And I just I just kind of got here and stuck. The cool thing, like when people say like they come to ECSU and it just fit. And I love that. And, you know, it's, it's no it's like one thing if people don't let listeners don't know, like Elizabeth City is in like a small, not the like, OK, like if you know North Carolina to me, small is like a high ski, places like that. But Elizabeth City is a little bit bigger than that. But to a lot of people, it would be like a smaller town. Um, and I feel like, you know, ECSU, it just doesn't, you know, people are like, uh, like, what is that? You know, but it's so much bigger than what people explain it to be or see it to be. Like, I always look at ECSU as like, we're small but mighty. And being that it's a growing school has many growing programs, like even, for example, 1704 Media, like when I was really leaving, it was not even what it was today. And that was just last year in, in a sense. So even like watching that grow. And these are reasons that people are choosing ECSU. They're choosing the HBCUs that they're choosing, the schools in general that they're choosing are programs like this. And, you know, that's why I want people to know, like you got to check out schools like HBCUs, like ECSU and see all that it has to offer. I mean, you know, these are the things that people are looking at. So I love JV that you came here and 
well, came, went there, well, you're there, you know what I mean? And, you know, you just fit in and that's kind of what ECSU embodies. And we're all talking about that family. So that's awesome. So Noelle, I got a question for you. Like, what do you feel like is a stereotype of HBCUs that you wish people would stop entertaining? I feel like this is a loaded question, but I feel like so many people say so many things about HBCUs who have never really had the chance to experience it. Um, So what's your thoughts on that? Personally, I will start with this story. I had in one of my classes, um, a professor had told me basically um, as we are learning and looking into going to grad schools and things like that. And like I said, I am in the social work program. Um, she was like, you know, you just have to be careful sometimes when you're choosing your schools just because uh, they look at your school and they're like, they kind of question it. And mm-hmm. I took that back home with me and I was kind of like, why is it a question just because of the school I go to where I want to go next? My mm-hmm. grades can prove it. My transcripts prove it. Everything proves that I'm qualified to be here. But because you look at a university's name and say, um, how, like, is she fit? And so that's one of the stereotypes that I don't like about HBCUs is I feel that people have this conception that they feel that some people are just getting through and just passing. I feel like that is so real. Like, I feel like you know, you look at HBCUs and, and people who are outsiders in a sense to it. And they're like, oh, they feel like our education is like less than like it's less than, you know, whatever education they received or the way that it's perceived is just crazy to me. And I feel exactly how you're feeling like it's just it's such a bad stereotype because I feel like we are in classes that are challenging us. We're doing things that, you know, it, it aligns. It's like the same like it's not less than anyone who's going to a PWI. JV or Kristen, do y'all want to chime in? Do y'all have any thoughts on that? Yes, I do, actually. Um, Yeah, like people people really think HBCUs are just party schools, and that's really not true. Mm-hmm. Like, there are, like there are students that come to HBCUs and excel and like in in places that include PWI students. So um, it's, it's just, it's just kind of crazy that people underrate and undervalue our education when the evidence is, is, is right there on paper. That's true. That's real. We have students who are thriving, who are going into the work world and thriving. So I just really dislike that. But I will say, like, even in, like, the working world, like, people are like, like, even at my job, I feel like people are like, um, you know, because they don't know the school for one. And then, you know, say HBCU, it's like, mm, okay, you know, but I'm like, no, you need to be like, oh, yes, ma'am, because, it's a great school. HBCUs are, like I always will constantly say, are the future. And people need to start recognizing that, that it's not a less than education. You got other people who come to our schools for what we have. Like you, JB, you mentioned the aviation program, you know, which it just has a high percentage of, of um, students in that program who do not look like many of us. But, you know, they come to our school for our program. So y'all got to love the whole the whole part of an HBCU. So Kristen, did you want to chime in as well? Yeah, actually, um, I think that I, I deal with that a lot as an HBCU student, especially going back home to such a larger city. Mm-hmm. Um, when I talk about Elizabeth City State University to maybe other people that I went to school with or even with my own family, it's like this 
kind of undermined in tone that we kind of get, especially when we mention ECSU, like, oh, like, what is that? I'm like, it's an HBCU. Oh, really? And it's like, but then when you when you're able to testify and talk about the things that you've done or the different opportunities that our HBCUs offer, it kind of switches the light on how we're viewed. But I think a large part of that is just being an advocate for where you come from. So like what we're doing right now, like talking about the HBCUs, talking about Elizabeth City State specifically, like this is how we change that narrative. So I think the more that we kind of wear that on our shoulders and when we walk into rooms, we say proudly the things that we've done. Like, I think that's what changes this whole negative stereotype that no, we constantly do. Yeah. I love that. And I love, like you said, like us advocating for our university. And what people don't know is that we have a lot of people around us as well um, who work for the university on different levels who are advocating for us. And in a sense, ECSU being a smaller school, I, I always tell people like, if I went to like a bigger school, sometimes I'm like, I don't, I probably wouldn't have had as many of the opportunities, but we have people because they know we're a small school, they know we're HBCU, they know we, it's Elizabeth City, you know, who try to bring as many opportunities to us as possible. I don't know if like y'all feel the way, but I feel like, you know, like Mr. Goss, um, I'm about to call him Uncle Clay, Mr. Mercer, like, you know, Miss Smith. We have um, to speak on, you know, the media side of things, especially um, our chancellor, everyone who's highly like advocating for us, like want us to do big things, want us to do this, want us to do that. And because they know that we, you know, people look at us this way in a sense also, they're like, no, we're going to put y'all on the map and we're going to make sure you're up here, not just with other schools, but other HBCUs as well. So I don't know. I feel like that. JB, what do you think? Oh, you're you're absolutely right. Um, like having going to a smaller school really gives you a better, I feel like a better opportunity in a sense of just like having a, a great relationship with faculty. Um, like the, I feel like one of the most special things about ECSU is like how often the people that that work in in like the highest offices of the university will come out and really communicate with us and work with us and collaborate with us on projects and events. Um, our chancellor, our chancellor, any anytime she gets, she's always out talking to the students. Um, she even she even invited us over her house for dinner one uh, the other day, actually. So it's like they they really every like everybody's a family from the top down. I love it. I love it. Well, let's get into like a little bit more fun parts of HBCUs because I love that we're talking about advocating. But what is your favorite HBCU event? Noelle, let's start with you. Like, what do you feel like is that HBCU event, you know, that ECSU even event that you're like, I cannot wait until this time of year. And it could be anything. I would definitely say my favorite time of year is the spring semester Viking Fest. I love Viking Fest just because it's it's at a time where everybody is beginning to, you know, move up in their grade or, you know, it's it could be the seniors. It's their last like few months, few weeks of the school year. So I just love the time when everybody gets together, they come out and just celebrate what it is to be a Viking. Um, I feel like a lot of, and even for like the student leaders, like the student leaders spend a lot of that time just kind of getting to hang on to those last few moments with each other and, you know, build that family bond that they will have for the rest of their, at least college, experience or even um their insight in how they're going to feel on their hbcu yes i love viking fest like i feel like viking fest really is that 
time where it's like you're saying, like it's it's just that time. It's so much like going on or just finishing happening. Like it's it's a good time. I love Viking Fest. Like I ain't gonna hold you. I feel like most of the time, like being a student, I love Viking Fest more than homecoming. And I can't explain it, but it just is what it is. I can agree. Yeah. Right? I don't know. Like I feel it. I don't know why. <laughs> but Kristen, for you, like what's your favorite ECSU or HBCU event or time of the year even? So I would say it's probably during homecoming when we have the Chancellor Scholarship Breakfast, um, simply because of the networking um, opportunities and not even just to to get an opportunity, but just to be able to network with like older alumni, just to be able to hear like the history of ECSU and what their experiences was like. Um, I think I think one of the things I do appreciate is just them coming back and just passing the torch and just giving me, you know, wisdom or some type of advice and just talking about, you know, again, like their past experiences. So I think that that kind of gives ECSU and specifically that event, this home, this, I want to say like a family type of vibe, but yeah, that's the event that I really do enjoy. I love that. I love that. That's so different. I wouldn't even have thought you know, to sit to say that one, but really that's great. Um, speaking of alumni as well, JB, before I ask you like what's your favorite event, I feel like one thing about ECSU, we got a tight group of alumni and we try, we try, you know, I ran for Miss Um Alumni for ECSU. Um, I came second runner up. I didn't win, but I was still grateful to donate. Um, and I feel like with ECSU and HBCUs in general, we are so focused on donating, but we have alumni who are willing to do it. And sometimes it's not just alumni. And I'm learning that with um, had run had had ran for Miss Alumni is that you hear people hear like a HBCU, they hear HBCU, and they're like, okay, yes, how can I donate? How can I help? And I love that. And they want to help in all types of ways, giving words of wisdom. Like they want to talk about their HBCU experiences. You know, they want to donate. And that's so important. So I think also in conversations we're having about HBCUs is that we have to donate. And I will say this forever. Young alone, we have got to do better um, with donating. Like listeners out there who go to HBCUs who are young, like we like to go to homecoming, our spring fest, like for us, we have Viking Fest and anything else. And we like to turn up, we like to have a good time, but we also need to make sure we're focusing on giving back. Like like ECSU has a program where you can donate $25 every month, which is fine. That's like, what? What is that? Like if you're getting paid, it's like $10 a paycheck or you know a little over $10 a paycheck or something like that. But it's possible to donate. And you do that for 12 months. You're like, okay, hold up, that's like $300. So all those things add up and also making sure that other people, you know, that you know are donating, encouraging, you know, people you went to school with to donate. So I know you mentioned alumni and it just made me think of that. And, you know, we have to do that as well as young as young alum. And as you all, juniors and seniors transitioning into becoming alumni, you guys, you know, make sure you join your alumni associations and stuff like that, your closest one, or if you don't have an alumni association near where you are, you know, figure out how you can, you know, create that or something like that. I don't know. It's just hard, you know, with young alum, especially, we want them to be involved. Um, but they also, and I'll, and I'll say this, it was, I don't know, something that was being built at ECSU and the alum, like young, was going off. And I'm like, well, I already knew it was happening because I'm a part of my alumni association. 
So when you're a part of that and you're actually keeping up with like what's really going on, all things are possible. So that was just my little tidbit there. But JB, for you, what is your favorite ECSU or HBCU event as a whole? Uh, I may be a little biased, but um, I, I love the football games. Um, football games are amazing. So because like not only do you do you have great football being played, very entertaining football being played, but you, you have the band. The band is one of the biggest attractions at HBCUs for a reason. Um, whether whether it's your your home school, your home team's band, the 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 other bands that travel along the way to come battle, and then there's there's also a DJ at the game. There's great food, great fun, and there's it's it's almost like a, it's a family atmosphere as well. It just feels like one big cookout almost. So it's like yeah, I really do love the football games. I love that. I feel like the football games are definitely that. Um, I actually had my parents with me for homecoming and this was like the first, you know, ECSU homecoming, home HBC homecoming in general. And that was something that stood out to them, like just, you know, the band and, you know, like they're everywhere. Like they are hardworking people. Like I, they were impressed. And, you know, during school, I was impressed, but like they were super impressed. And I feel like that football game as a whole, all the different things that go into it. You know, it, it creates this like key part of HBCU culture that I feel like sometimes it's not talked about enough. It doesn't even matter whether the football team is winning or losing. It's just the vibes, it's the atmosphere, and especially like during that homecoming time as well. And yeah, my favorite HBCU ECSU event, it's a hard one. Right now I'm going to be biased because CIAA is in Baltimore. And I will say I had a time this year for CIAA. Um, I really had a time. I feel like it was a, a really cool, dope vibe, the step show that they had, all of that. And it just shows, you know, all the schools just com- coming together and creating that melting pot in one city and just all the different, you know, the, the Greek life. And then on top of that, just HBCUs coming together in, in, a, in a city um, like Baltimore showing like so much just HBC pride. I just love it. So I'm biased right now because I feel like I'm biased because it's in Baltimore. But outside of that, I would say homecoming and then Viking Fest. And anytime WRVS is doing any type of promotions, I feel like that's also my heart and a part of like everything for me is like um, the radio station for ECSU, you know, I see so much for the future over there. So anytime there's, you know, time to donate to them as well. That's another thing. When you do donate, a lot of people are like, kind of like scared to donate to the school directly because they're like, I don't know where my money is going. Donate to a specific program, a specific thing. You know, WRBS always has their thing up there, their donation button. Donate to a specific thing or a specific place or a specific program. Um, if that's how you feel, I don't know. It, it it's ways to donate, but those are my favorite times of the year too. And um, yeah, I love I love everything y'all said about that. So we talking about homecoming. So let's let's talk about it a little bit more. So for y'all, like, what does the feeling feel like to attend an HBCU homecoming? Noel, let's start with you. HBCU homecomings are they're always fun to me um just because it's all the alumni coming all the all the family coming I see so many families just come in even that didn't go to the school they just have 
a child there. Maybe they are just from the area. I think it's just always a good time to have so many people in one area and able to just pour into us and our younger generations. Um, it gives them the time to basically learn and grow, but also experience and look forward to growing up. I think I saw my um, high school band come one time and I'm from Suffolk, Virginia. So just seeing them come was kind of like, I would never have thought of them coming here. Like we have, have ODU, we have Norfolk State in our closest area. So seeing them come and just learning and being able to, you know, the like I said, it was the band that came. So they were watching our band and so excited just to see a college band. And so it just it's it's a good feeling to be able to see other people come into an area and be able to just grow from watching all that goes on there. I love it. I love that. And I think that's also like a part of the point I wanted to make regarding CIAA, like Baltimore, you know, it's known for like, you know, city who can't read, you know, we have a high population of people who don't go to college coming from all different types of environments. So I feel like it's so big, like during CIAA, they have like buses that are taking, you know, kids to, to different CIAA events and stuff like that. And it gives different parts of communities to see what it's like. And, and things like homecoming, CIAA, Viking Fest are also ways to market the university and universities, I guess, when you're talking CIAA, to see like, this is what I could do. And it's, sometimes it's not always academic programs that are getting the students. It's like, oh my gosh, I want to be in the band. That looks so cool. Oh my gosh. Do y'all see the Mr. And Miss? Like, what, what is that about? Oh, okay. Um, do you see this? Do you see that happening? I mean, like now I'll say like going to the ECSU events, seeing 1704 and all of that. I'm like, hold up. If I was a, like a prospective student, I'm like, hold up. I want to do that. So all these different things and components, you know, help market the school when people see homecoming and stuff like that. So I love that point. So for Kristen, like, what about you? Like, what does it feel like at an HBCU homecoming? I think that at HBCU Homecoming, I feel like there's a deep sense of pride that you feel just because like you look around in the yard and you see so many alumni and you see your royal court and just these wonderful students representing the university. And it just serves as a reminder that you come from excellence and we can all come together and have fun, even though we have all these different amazing things that we're doing and all these amazing titles that, you know, that we still are very, very prideful in where we come from. So. I think that that's what it is for me. I love it. No, I, I really, 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 really love that because it is like, even for me, being on that Miss Alumni Court, it was moments I was like, wow, I would have I would have never thought that. And then also just like you're saying, looking around and seeing like all of this Black excellence and stuff, mm -hmm. it, it'll make you be like, wow. Especially like even being a student, like looking around, seeing that it's like, wow, this is showing me who I will be. And I'm also looking at how I want to roll and how I want to be as an alum. So it, it, that that part is really cool. So JB, like, how do you feel? Okay, so I've had the opportunity to experience ECSU specifically's homecoming as a guest before I enrolled, um, as a football player on the field, and then also as a campus king. So it's like, it's really been crazy, like, just in like all that in like consecutive years, like back to back to back homecomings. 
So it's like there's really an aura like about HBCU homecomings, especially when the alumni come back. It's just like there's so much tradition, there's so much love, there's so much, there's so much Viking pride specifically for ECSU. And it's like they like the alumni are so eager to talk to you. And then if if they if they held your position in the past, they're like really eager to like kind of give you knowledge and give you some wisdom regarding what they did during their time. And it's just like they they just they love us so much. They really do appreciate the students. And like any any time they get to see us and talk to us, it's a really, it really makes their day. So um, yeah, it it really get it really gives the vibe of just like just one big family. Yes, I love that. I really, really, really love that. And you like I have never thought about it like that. Like you have experienced it in like three different ways, and that's amazing. I, I love that you know you just highlighted it in that way. So y'all, I also, before we get off of here, I want to talk about like, what's y'all plan? So we got a junior and two seniors. So like, what's the plan? Noel, let's start with you. Like, what is your plan for your future? What's your plans after graduation? So my plan currently is I am going to graduate with my BSW and go straight into getting my master's. I do not I knowing myself and knowing how I can get, I do not see any reason to wait. So I do plan to go straight into getting my master's degree in social work and hopefully just staying close to home so that I can be able to come back to this lovely university and just kind of see the growth that they've had since I've left, um, as well as my new university and being able to be connected with that and I love that you said come back to your university. I feel like that's the amazing part. Like, I love that. And I'm like trying to hold myself to it. Like, I do not want to be that person who's like, I ain't been back here in like 10 years. Like, you have no idea what's going on. So I love it. Um, and yes, I can't wait for you to join the alumni club. JV, so what is your, what are your future plans? Okay, so I'm currently a part of the Disney on the Yard program. So that that is a program that Disney has that specifically um that specifically targets HBCU students. And so pretty much you get paired up with a mentor within within the um the the Disney faculty. So um ho so hopefully I can get I can get my foot in the door. Uh, I I've, I've, I have a great relationship with my with my mentor. Um, me and him talk weekly. Um, so he, he's really just waiting for me to to uh, get my degree in, in digital media and come on over. I love it. JP going to be doing big things, period. And I love that you talked about those programs. And I feel like, you know, one thing for sure is that our people are putting us in rooms that we need to be in at ECSU and making sure we are soaking up every opportunity. Shout out, you know, to Ms. Smith. And to Mr. Mercer, that's so weird calling him that, but Uncle Clay for, you know, doing that for me as well, putting me in the right rooms like NABJ opened up that opportunity to be, you know, a part of the student project, something I was like, I never, you know, really thought about doing it because I was like, you got to go somewhere, you got to travel, I don't know. But, you know, it turned out to be an amazing, excellent opportunity. And so, you know, things just open doors and doors have opened since then. Um, so, you know, always know that your HBCU going to have you, going to put you in the right rooms, put you in line with the right programs um, outside of just your day-to-day -day school stuff. So I love that. Yeah, and, so much, go ahead. Oh, yeah. And then also, like, 
um I know I know um e e ECSU like specifically loves hiring like um young alumni like immediately after they graduate. So like ha like being able to come back and work and work at your university is also a possibility for for any student for real. That is so true. And I love that too. I feel like that's really important for people to know. Like you always have that crutch as well. Like ECSU got you. Like I don't I don't care what it is. Like ECSU is gonna have you. And a lot of people are happy and open and welcoming to come back to ECSU. So love it. All right. So Miss Kristen, like what do you think? I know you got some time, but like what are your thoughts about what you are gonna do with your time after graduation? So ultimately, when I graduate, my goal is to land a job or a career in journalism and productions. But right now, I am currently an English major. So a lot of the experience I get is within the clubs that I'm um, affiliated with. So I guess to make myself more marketable, I want to go to graduate school and get my master's in journalism and then take it from there. But I still don't know because it's like I still have a year. So if I land an internship and maybe work up in a company, I don't really know, but that's the goal right now. That's what I'm thinking about. I love it. And I'm, I'm not going to be promoting my non-HBCU, but I'll say Full Sail is great for that because they have like, although it's an all online school, they have a lot of hands-on programs, um, hands-on programs, hands-on projects where you have to go like, you know, out in the field and do things or, you know, the same things that you're doing now, doing it on that type of level, you know, a master's program. So I feel like that's good. NABJ is another good way to segue into that, which for a lot of people segues right into different jobs. And I don't know, like for me, when it came to journalism, I didn't even think about like other positions that required weren't like producing jobs and like on-air jobs, but like look into like digital content producing jobs because they really don't require a lot of experience, but you have a lot of that experience because you're writing. And mm -hmm. that's pretty much what a lot of that is, writing a little content creation and things of that nature. And a lot of like news stations, um, newspapers, online papers and things like that um, have those opportunities. So definitely check those out. Those are some good ones for sure. Can I say something? Yes, definitely. This is advice for Kristen or anybody else who um, is just looking. I would definitely say as well, just make sure you're soaking every moment up um, that that also I know it sounds very cliche, but that helps you in determining what you're going to do afterwards. Like as a junior, I that's something I really wish I I did soak a lot of the memories up, but like I said, I didn't start until junior year getting out, just getting involved, getting active. So soaking everything up from the minute you start to the minute you're at the application, I feel like that goes a long way in helping you to know what you want to do and make sure that you're secure in what you want to do following graduation. Thanks, Noah. I appreciate that. And I really love that too. Like, it is like, it's hard to think about soaking up everything, but you really have to. It's it's crazy. Every opportunity, that's also what I tell people. Take every opportunity you get. Anytime somebody's like, oh, do you want, yes? Like, yes. Um, and this thing's all y'all know, you know, because y'all are just, like I say, doing amazing things, doing great things. 
Um, and again, I'm just so happy that you all joined me on this episode of my podcast. I haven't had like guests on my podcast in a very, very, very long time. Um, so thank you guys for joining me. Is there anything y'all want to say about ECSU or anything before y'all go? I never really like know how I got to this school, but um, I'm 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 very glad that I came. Um, I really I really feel like God put me here for 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 the for the betterment of me and also so I can help others. And so I really I really do feel like God smiles down on ECSU. Yes, my time here at ECSU has been amazing, and I think that anybody who has the opportunity to go to a smaller HBCU, mm -hmm. take advantage of that, like how we talked about in the, this podcast, how a lot of times you're afforded a lot of opportunities, and even so, you build really, really um, strong relationships with the people here, so I think that ECSU is a wonderful choice to go to, so. I just want to thank my university. My university has put so many great, excellent, like you said, amazing people in my life that have helped me to get to where I am and even helped me to get to where I'm going. I love it. Y'all have heard it here. ECSU is just the place to be. And if you don't choose ECSU as a school for you or haven't, you know, whatever, HBCUs in general, we are out here doing the things that we need to do, doing amazing things like I'm telling y'all, these three right here, listen, futures are beyond bright. So thank you guys for joining me. All right. I want y'all to shout out y'all Instagram, y'all social media and stuff. I want people to be able to keep up with y'all, keep up with y'all work and everything you're doing. So let's start with JB. Um, well, thank you for having me on your podcast, Courtney. Um, so my Instagram is jr.bell underscore on Instagram. Yeah, so thank you for having me on. And my Instagram is Kristen Shante underscore. And also on LinkedIn, Kristen Bannerman. Yeah, that's it. Those are my two. I love it. I love shouting out to LinkedIn, okay? <laughs> yes, and thank you for having me as well, Courtney. My Instagram is Noelzers. That's N-O dot W-E-L-L-Z-E-R-S. And my LinkedIn is Noel Heron. You guys, thanks for tuning into this episode of Young Everyday Black Woman, the podcast. I want to thank these guys for coming in and like really being on here. This is so awesome. I don't know why I have not thought to do an ECSU podcast type of thing with ECSU students. Come on now. I, I love it. So again, thanks for checking out this episode of Young Everyday Black Woman, the podcast. Don't forget to follow the podcast on IG at Young Everyday BW Pod. Follow my personal Instagram at this is Courtney Hancock. Thank you guys so much. And yeah.